Today on episode number 481 of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements, I have a really cool because of my podcast story about somebody getting on TV. I'm going to play you my keynote address from Podcast Minute Atlantic on the courage to be creative. I'll be telling you what am I doing this Wednesday for International Podcast Day, and I've got some news about my Castermind group. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. All podcasting since 2005. I'm your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, we talk about all things podcasting, from planning to promoting and all those points in between. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears. I help you flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to pain free podcasting our website is schoolofpodcasting.com and this is episode number 481 which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 481 and today we're going to talk about it's kind of a, a show a little bit for kind of some of the newbies you know if you've been thinking about getting into podcasting or you just can't quite get off the hump we're going to talk about some great things in terms of really getting that courage and the courage not only to start, but the courage to be creative. And before we get into that, I was like, I love it when people answer the question, because of my podcast, blank. And my buddy Wayne Henderson will check this out. Listen to this story. Hi, thanks for having me on. This is Wayne Henderson from your Packers Fam podcast with a quick because of my podcast story that I wanted to share with you. This all went down just in the past week, so it's fresh, and we were blown away. Myself and my great friend and co-host, Troy Heinrichs, we were contacted by the local ABC affiliate in the Seattle area because of the upcoming game between the Seattle Seahawks and your 13-time NFL champion, Green Bay Packers. And they wanted Troy and I to help represent Packers fans, I think about six in total, in a basically a smack talk television show via Skype against about six Seattle Seahawks fans. And then it was all done via Skype, and it turned out really, really well. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that had to go together, but the fact that we were able to appear on the fan face-off show on the local ABC affiliate in Seattle at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night just to talk about the Green Bay Packers and why we were going to beat the Seattle Seahawks is just great stuff. It's just fun. And, you know, of course, if the Seahawks play the Packers in the playoffs this coming January, we would love to be on the show yet again now that we know what they're expecting and what they're looking for. But it's all because of the Packers fan podcast and having a email address of media at Packers Fan Podcast, I think, is what just made us sound a little more professional. <laughs> little did they know. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Anyways, I'm going to let you get back to your podcast already in progress. Wayne and Troy, way to go. That sounds like a huge amount of fun. And uh, if you are a Packers fan, check them out over at PackersFanPodcast.com. And if you are unaware... That's right. This Wednesday is International Podcast Day, and it's kind of like podcast birthday, and we all celebrate with different things. And I have a course on a, a website called Udemy. It's U-D-E-M-Y.com. And from now, if you can hear this, till October 31st, 2015, if you use the coupon code IPD, as an in International Podcast Day, IPD15, you can get that course for free. So if you've been thinking about it, this is a cool way to really start thinking about it and get your feet going. So that's one thing I'm doing. I'm also going to be hosting on International Podcast Day. That's this Wednesday again, uh, September 30th. And I'll be hosting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, an hour on a um, kind of a marathon session that we're doing with the Blab.im platform. That's that live streaming platform we've been talking about and I will be sharing because of my podcast stories as well as taking your questions. And so I'll have uh, links to that when I find out what they are in terms of Wednesday. They're still setting 
that up, but it should be fun. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, which is uh, at learn to podcast, that's learn to podcast. You can, uh, you'll definitely see me tweet that out when it comes time to go. And so that's uh, what's going on this Wednesday. And the idea behind international podcast day is just to talk to anybody about podcasting because they are missing out on a lot of great content. Now, another cool thing that um, kind of a because of my podcast story is this is one of the things when you when you think about doing a podcast, this is why I say never say the word only in front of an audience because the Cleveland Podcasters group, which you can find at clevelandpodcasters.com, we meet once a month and it turns out that one of the five people, five to seven, that have joined this group uh, works for the local TV station. And yeah, he said, you know, you should really contact them about doing something for International Podcast Day. And I thought, you know, I probably should, but yeah, you know, well, he did. And they said, you should talk to this guy. He's like a local expert. So thank you, Matt. And we have yet to set a time, but we have picked a day which is Monday, which is tomorrow. Uh, and the fun thing is they're coming to my office. Now, if you remember last week, I had the whole desk debacle. Well, my my office has always been not exactly the most neatest place. It's filled with guitars and uh, lots of mixers and microphones. It's a mess. And so I've spent the entire weekend cleaning it. So that has been, uh, I was going to say it's been a lot of fun, but uh, that would be a lie. But uh, I'm liking the way it looks, and uh, they'll be here Monday, fingers crossed. I want to jinx it because I did say, are we going six or seven? And I did use that that sales approach. It's like, which day would be better for you, Monday or Tuesday? Thus not giving them the option of uh, neither. It's like, which one is better for you? So they'll be going, coming with me, and we'll be talking about podcasting and International Podcast Day. And since we're making announcements... I do want to mention, if you're a person who already has a podcast, so you've started it and you kind of need a nudge, maybe you're looking for an accountability partner, maybe you're looking for some honest feedback. I started a group coaching site a while back ago, and I've only been taking a very few, uh, I guess, students or members, however you want to look at it. And if you go to castermind.com, I'm now taking more applications. This does not mean you automatically get in is to see if you are a good fit because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your money. And so if you're interested in this, go over to castermind.com and fill out the application and uh, I will get back to you uh, typically within 48 hours to uh, let you know what's going on with that. But that is now back open. So that is my group coaching. And so that is uh, what's going on. If you haven't heard the podcast app on you know, Apple on your iPhone still is not fixed. There's a bug with the podcast app. And if you upgrade your iOS on your iPhone, the podcast app will not work. I know because I did it on my iPad and it doesn't work. So consequently, I am not uh, upgrading my phone until they get this little bug worked out. Now, today's episode my little keynote here is about helping people find the courage to really start. And there are some things that, uh, number one, I want to talk about. We talked about this on the Podcasters Roundtable. I don't actually have a clip, but if you go over to podcastersroundtable.com, um, there's a session about, you know, why haven't you started podcasting? Or if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 481, I'll have a link to that. And that's kind of what this particular session somewhat is based on as well as with creativity. Some of us are not doing a podcast because we're really trying to come up with something that's never been done before. And so in this session, you'll hear how uh, rarely is anything ever that unique. And the fact that usually uh, originality comes from taking two old things and blending them together. But I want to give you this tip that we could have used on the podcasters round table. I could have used with this. And I was thinking about this with uh, being a musician. There have been times when I've recorded in a studio and you kind of do a thing where you get like a level, a sound check for lack of a better phrase. And it never fails. You'll like, go through a song so the engineer can can check everything and, 
you know, the, the recording light is not on. And nine times out of 10, that is the best take. And I loved it this one time. We're at some place and the guy had kind of done a couple level things. He's like, all right, let's do a quick check. Uh, go ahead and run through this song. Just do the whole thing. I'll, I'll twist some knobs. And he goes, and then uh, once the, we get the sound right, we'll hit record. So we went through the whole song. It was just this awesome take because we're all loose and there was no pressure and everybody just played really, really great. And he goes, okay, um, let's do it again. And this time we'll record it. And so we did and we're all freaking out because the red light was on and we're recording and we kind of messed it up. If I remember right, I know one of the times we actually had to start the song again because everybody just messed up. And it was great because the engineer had lied. When he said he wasn't recording, he was. And he said, it's just something he's learned over the years that some people get really nervous when the red light is on. So here's my tip for you. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, but you just can't seem to press record, what you do is go ahead and press record. But look, between you and me, you're never going to release this. This is just a thing to make sure the the technology works, make sure the microphone works, maybe use it to get used to the sound of your your voice, but you're never, ever going to release that. Go ahead and do that because really, what's the harm in that? Recording something so that it'll never be released. And then you may find out that, hey, you know what? That wasn't so bad. So tell yourself, I'm never going to release this. This is just a sound check. And then go record an episode. And so that was my one tip that I thought, you know, that's actually, um, again, being a musician, because I, I, some of the people in the Cleveland Podcasters meetup, they, uh, they don't have podcasts yet, and they're really kind of stuck. And so I want to give you a couple little backstories about this presentation. Number one, it's recorded in a gym, and uh, I did not record it. The, um, I, my recording, when I put the portable recorder down, apparently I hit the stop button. So silly me. Uh, but the good news is they recorded it, but it sounds like it's in a gym. And also you'll hear where there's like a buzzing noise. And I've done a little gating to get rid of it, but you know we'll just have to deal with, with the okay audio quality. And the other thing is I refer to some of the people in the audience. And so one was uh, Scott who does a Muppet cast you know, about the Muppets. And he was explaining how there, uh, somebody had sent him an, an email about how he had been getting beat up at school because they like the Muppets. So that was something I was talking about. The other thing you'll see here, well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you when we get here. So here is my presentation from podcast uh, mid Atlantic and went a little something like this. This is Joe Pardo, by the way, introducing me here. You should be in the park. Uh, well, I don't know about which podcasting hall of fame, but a podcasting <laughs> hall of fame for all that you do and all the work that you did put in. So thank you very much. And without further ado, Mr. Dave Jackson. Thank you. This is a tough gig. After all the awesome speakers, it's like, how do I put an exclamation point on this? But what's interesting is you guys have made my job both very encouraging and very hard because have you ever been like the parent in the pool, like going, jump, jump? Because it's like I've heard, like, Steve, your story of the kid that said, I thought I was all alone in my Muppet love. but Okay, great. Earlier I said Scott. It's Steve. My apologies, Steve. I love Muppets, too. And I was, the, I, I don't know about you, I was the kid in junior high getting beat up because I liked, you know, all sorts of weird stuff. So I identify with that. And, and the way you, you're getting laws made. So it, it, it fills my heart because I see the power of podcasting, and yet I have so many people that are doing this. Okay, so what I'm doing here is they have a stage, and I'm running right to the edge, but I'm not jumping off. I'm running right to the edge and then stopping quickly is what's going on here. And they're like, I want a podcast. And I'm down here going. Okay, so now I've jumped off the stage, and I'm standing kind of like, picture a parent who is waiting for the kid to jump into the pool. Jump! Wow. And I just can't get him to go. And it's like, I mean, think about it. If I, how do I know if I'm going to get hurt if I jump off this? I mean, I might fall down and hit that speaker, and that could fall over, and that could kill half, right? I could come up with 8 million reasons how I could get hurt. The only way I'm going to know if I get hurt or not is to do it. That's the only way you can figure it out. Now, what's the worst thing that could happen? I might break an ankle. 
I don't know, I could fall, trip, bruise. I heal okay. I'm getting older. It takes a little longer. But today we're going to talk about creativity and courage. So, and uh, you'll see, we're going to talk, I'm a guitar player too, so we're going to have a little, little guitar history here. But first things first, what is being creative? Having the quality or power of creating. So like when people saw each other today, they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm Dave. You just created a greeting. You created. It's really not that hard. You put a thought together and you let it come out of your mouth. You, you know what? It wasn't there before. You'd said something. You just created. It's really that easy. Um, resulting from originality of thought. And this is where people get hung up. They're like, ooh, I, I got to come up with something that's never been done before. And I'm going to show you how, you know what, that thing that never has been done before. It, it really has. Most- and what I'm trying to do there is go, never been done before. You know, it sounds better when you're in a giant cave. Really good ideas have been stolen. You'll, you'll see that here as we go through. Uh, courage, the quality of mind or spirit that, oh, uh, here's the fun thing. I had to switch my, uh, from 16.9 to 4.3, so we might have some little snafus here. Uh, that enables a person to face difficulty, boy, that's really bad, uh, danger, pain, without fear or break, without uh, fear. In other words, it's the ability to be nervous and still jump. In a nutshell. So the, you think about this. I'm trying to come up with something that's never been done before. And then I, I've got to jump into this space, and then I've got to, you're, you're asking me to talk in public, which is like the number one fear. Now, what does that lead to? It leads to this, right? You're like, oh, a lot of nothing, right? Why? Because you have <laughs> xenophobia. Anybody know what that is? It is the fear of the unknown. Because people are like, well, what if, I, what if I start a podcast and people hate me? Or what if people say bad things about me? Or what if this or what? And they come up with the worst case scenarios that they can to stop them from making a podcast. It's ridiculous because we've all heard all the awesome things that can happen if you have a podcast. But it's this that's a lot of times stopping them from actually hitting record. So we're going to talk about this as we go through. This is the beauty of podcasting right here freedom. You are the producer, you're the engineer, you're the host, you're the talent, you're the editor, and you know what? Your podcast will sound exactly the way you want it to. Because people are like, well, what if I say something stupid? There's this thing called editing. The only way that somebody's going to hear you do something stupid is if you let it go out. So now if you want to do live, go right ahead, but that's a whole other story. But it's, it's absolutely freedom to, to reach a global audience. My very first piece of feedback. I was doing a newsletter for musicians. And it had, you know, it had like almost 2,000 people on it. It was a pretty decent-sized email list. I took that exact same content and put it out as audio. It wasn't really technically a podcast then. It was just audio on a website. And I got my first piece of feedback from Nuremberg, Germany, Michael Van Lahr. Never will forget that. Still have that, that voicemail. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not in Akron, Ohio. I'm in Mogador. I'm out with the cows in Mogador, Ohio, next to the water heater in my brother's basement. And I got a guy on the other side of the planet listening to me. And he's like, wow, thanks so much for that. This really helped me do this and this and that. And I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And the beauty of it is how many things can you say are yours? Right? You probably share things with a spouse or, well, it's this. Or even growing up, I had toys I had to share with my brother. This is yours. You want to make it 20 minutes instead of 40? It's yours. Go right ahead. You want to add a co-host? It's yours. Go right ahead. Want to do it once a week instead of once a what? It's yours. Go right ahead. Not that many things in life that you can say, this is all mine. It's kind of fun. Because, I mean, think about it. Anybody got any two-year-olds? Don't you love it when they learn that word? Mine. Mine. Well, this you can actually say mine and believe it. We think we have to be original. That's the problem. I have to come up with something never been heard of before. No, you don't. Originality does not mean thinking something that was never thought of before. It means putting old ideas together in new ways. That's really what, it just looks original. Because somebody goes, I've never had chocolate-covered, you know, fish sticks before. 
it's two ideas. Now, some of these ideas are not very good like that one, but some of them that are like revolutionary, this was a revolutionary idea. Well, let's look at the iPod. Anybody ever have an iPod? I still have one. has my entire music collection on it. This is a revolutionary idea. Well, parts of it were. Having actual digital files were revolutionary. But really, listening to music on a portable player, uh, yeah, not really that revolutionary. There's a thing called the Discman, where you listen to digital music on headphones on a CD. Now, that really wasn't that original because it replaced, oh, that's right, the Walkman, which was, uh, you know, you listen to music on headphones while you walked around, which really wasn't that original because, yeah, it replaced the 8-track tape player. Uh, now, each one got sounding better, and really that wasn't that original. It just it found a need that people, they, people had a need. They're like, well, I, I love listening to records. I just can't do that in my car. Hence the 8-track, hence the cassette, hence the disc man, hence the... None of these are really that original. You know, if we go back even further, right, we got the Victrola. <laughs> That'd be a little hard to fit in your car. So when we, we stop ourselves because we're thinking of, I've got to come up with something that's never been heard before. I have to be completely original. Well, yeah, when you bring in you, you kind of already got an original part. And it's a matter of, well, maybe if I pull this together and that together and do this... Now you've got something that looks original. I'm from Cleveland, uh, where, you know, our rivers set on fire, our football stadium we affectionately refer to as the Factory of Sadness, and uh, we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little rock lesson here. But these are all original people. All right? Anybody heard of this guy? The one and only Jimi Hendrix, right? Jimi Hendrix, completely original guy. Well, kinda. Now, for the record, I'm 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 not a huge Hendrix fan, uh, but I'm a Hendrix fan. I, I definitely love the the guy's uh, the way he combined ingredients. So what I mean by this is he listened to like Buddy Holly, he listened to like old rock and roll, and then he also listened to the blues. There's two ingredients. What happens if I put those together? And you know what? I like my stuff loud and distorted. Wham! You know what else? If you ever listen to Hendrix's guitar, it actually, it's weird. It has this thing called a phaser, and the guitar goes... <laughs> Hendrix was a paratrooper. He was always trying to get the sound of falling out of a plane into his music somehow. He took that one little thing of him and put it into his music. Now he's... Comp- oh, but Dave, man, that guy was original. He played with his teeth. Well, actually, if you go to YouTube and go, Buddy Guy... Jimi Hendrix. You'll see a video of this guy, who's still around, playing with his teeth. Oh, and by the way, right in the front row, sitting Indian style, is a very young Jimi Hendrix just taking notes. So, original? Maybe not so much. But definitely took his whole thing and made it his own. That's the key. Old ingredients, put them together, made them his own. Elvis, the king, thank you very much. Actually not that original. Um, this is back, remember, this is back in the 50s. Elvis stole everything from the Chitlin circuit. He took a bunch of really cool, the Hound Dog, that's an old Coco Taylor song. Coco Taylor couldn't get in front of a, a white audience. She couldn't get on white radio. Elvis went and heard it. Now, he took his thing of gospel from singing in, the, uh, in churches and, of course, added his legs to it and turned it into Elvis. But, again, if you do your research, it's like, wow, Elvis stole a lot of stuff. And took the crown and said, yeah, it's mine. Now, of course, what did Elvis inspire? He inspired the, the Beatles. And, of course, those guys love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they get to that chorus, they go, whoo-hoo. Well, that number is like, well, you see them? They shake their head and go, whoo Not really an original idea. That came from this guy, Little Richard, who's kind of spooky in this picture. Um, Little Richard, definitely an original kind of guy. Uh, and the beauty of it, just to wrap up this whole history lesson, the original guitar player for Little Richard... That's right. Jimi Hendrix, if you didn't know that. But, so all of these have original, they look original because they're taking old ideas and merging it with themselves. So you don't really need to come up with something that's never been heard before. You can kind of just take your own stuff, merge and go, hmm, and merge them together. And when you do, this is what you get. Now, I don't know if you can see this. This is a picture of a girl basically doing this. Why? Because when you do something that looks original, that people haven't done before, in this style before, you get people that are basically asking themselves, uh, what the heck? 
or oh my god. And in this case, this woman is watching Jimi Hendrix light his guitar on fire. And I should point out here that she's basically just like her face is just like what? You know, her her jaw isn't dropping, but you can tell she's just kind of like, wait a minute, is that guy lighting his his guitar on fire? Because Jimmy saw the Who smash their equipment and went, ooh, that's a pretty cool idea. I like that. How can I do that better? And he said, I know, I'll light my guitar on fire. So, again, not really an original idea, smashing your equipment, but how can I do, what can I put my spin on? And when you do that, people go, oh, my goodness. Now, if we go back in the day, there was Slash.Review. This was a daily podcast of tech news. It was a really cool show. Stopped about 2007. I was really bummed. Uh, Fred Castaneda does Struggling Entrepreneur. Interviewing entrepreneurs, really not a new idea. Daily podcasts, really not a new idea. Put them together. What do you get? That's right. John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire. But here's the thing. John took his thing and said, hmm, I'm going to try something new. Yeah, it's a daily entrepreneur show. That's definitely new. But I'm going to actually... Um, ask the same questions over and over. Okay, that's kind of cool. And what does that do, by the way? We talked about this today, sharing stories. If you listen to John's show, it's nothing but a really well-crafted story, and that's what his questions do. It's a genius idea. So here again, everybody's like, wow, John Lee Dumas was such a visionary. Well, he just took two ideas that other people were doing and merged them together. So he is original. He's also very talented. He also has an insane work ethic. So... Yeah, let me let me stop there. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like he just put two things together and it clicked. No, John is an insane. When you meet John Lee Dumas, he, what you see is what you get, and his work ethic is really, in my opinion, second to none. So I don't want to don't want to think I'm sliding it, but just the fact that here again, it's two ideas that had been around before. John was the guy that put them together, plus brought his own thing. That's the key here. He brought his own thing. And what happened when he came out and said, what, you're going to do a daily show? That's right. This person came out and went, what? It's the same you're, woman. You're doing a daily show? There's no way. You can't. You'll burn yourself out. What? Did you hear that? He got Seth Godin on his show. Oh, my God. So when you do something that appears original, people are like, whoa. And what do they do? They tell their friends. Did you hear this? Oh, my goodness. Now, it is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. And so when I talk about John Lee Dumas, again, I want to state this up front. I'm a big fan. What I'm not a big fan of is when people ask me to go on their show and they go, Dave, are you ready to light it up? And I'm like, sure. And they go, okay, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to get to know you. And I'm like, that's really funny because if you listen to John's show, that's question one and two. And I'm like, oh, here's myself. Great. And then tell us about a time when you fail. And I'm like, and the one guy actually stopped. They said, you do know you're doing John's show, right? Because it's, it's not, they haven't taken anything from themselves and put it into us. So it's better to inject yourself. Well, if you inject yourself, now you are doing something new, and that means, uh-oh, it's not a proven formula, and it might not work. And that's where we get really worried. Oh, my gosh, I might fail. Ooh, spooky. Okay, well, we're going to talk about failure today. This is the, as far as I know, the only podcaster to ever be on Oprah. Mignon Fogarty, Fogarty, uh, better known as Grammar Girl. Uh, most people may not know uh, Grammar Girl, her very successful now a network, was her second podcast. That means the first one didn't really do so well. That's okay. She learned from it. Um, I always butcher her name. Laria Petrucci, many of us know her as Callie Lewis, is on her third iteration of a tech show. Um, she has horrible luck with, with her co-hosts, unfortunately, because she's a sweetheart. But were those failures? No. Failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. That's really it. It's not like, oh, I failed. I have to quit now. I have to, I, I'm done. I tried it once. It didn't work. No. Um, this is one of my favorite quotes. Michael Jordan. I've missed more than nine, no, excuse me, 9,000 shots in my career. Living in Cleveland, we all remember the shot that put us out of the playoffs. But he, he actually missed 9,000 shots. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been asked, uh, I've been trusted, trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. And here's the really spooky part about failure. Failure teaches you about yourself. Because sometimes you go, oh, man, I really 
drop the ball on that. Oh, I should have done this. And I don't know about you, the worst kind of thing that just drives me nuts is when it's uh, nobody's fault but mine. Oh, I hate that. Because I would love to point the finger. It's, it's, uh, yeah, this was my bad. But when you do that, then you know how to do something better. So failure teaches your, you about yourself. Now, the interesting thing is, so we have these scary things out there. Pi- oh, I might fail. Oh, it's, it's kind of spooky. We do spooky things all the time. Anybody here got kids? Right? Every, I always hear about, I'm trying to find the right time to have a kid. I, don't ha- I have stepchildren, but from what I understand, there never really is a right time to have children because, well, we need to have more money in the bank, or we should do it when the- there's never a right time, but yet people are having kids all the time. We do things that are scary all the time. Case in point, 45 to 50% of first marriages end in divorce. This is a fairly well-known static, but uh, yet people get married every day. If you didn't know this one, this is the book, this is the one I'm in. 60 to 67% of second marriages end in divorce. And yet I got married a second time. Um, people, are you insane? Do you know that you have a 70% chance of getting, ma- getting a divorce? I got married, right? Took the plunge. Um, 70 to 73% of third marriages end in divorce. I know somebody who's been married five times. That is a courageous person. But yet, people are getting married, right? You think about it. People are going to, to court to fight to get married. I want, I want to, 50% of you are going to just go. So we're not really afraid of doing scary things, apparently. I'm not sure why being afraid of a podcast is somehow such a hurdle that we can't get over. And for the record, as I had said, I'm on my second marriage. I have some insight for you. And that is, of course, podcasting is cheaper than divorce. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that $300 microphone. Oh, whoo, cheap. All right. So let's talk some ingredients. Uh, this is the thing. This is why sometimes I, I get frustrated when I hear somebody uh, try to do a, a podcast that sounds like somebody else's. Exactly. That's the key point here. When you try to just exactly do it. Because there's so many ingredients. Live versus recorded. These are all just ingredients. You could do it live if you want to. For the record, um, it's kind of interesting because people go, I'll, I'll start live and I'll have an audience. Just a reminder, when you first start out, you don't have an audience. Now, the good news is if you do something live and you make yourself look silly nobody's listening yet. So, or you could do it recorded where you can edit out everything and you can fade in your music and everything will be just perfect. However you want to do it. I do both. Short versus long. You notice these are in quotation marks because I had one, uh, a member of the school of podcasting. She let me listen to her first episode. It was three hours long. It was all about farming. And I'm like, I don't know if you realize this, but your episode's three hours long. She goes, yeah, I'm trying to find more material. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, you don't realize my audience is on a tractor for eight hours a day. They're telling me it's not long enough. So there is no such thing as too long. There's only too boring. Really. That's a quote from uh, Valerie Geller. Wish I, could, I wish I had said that, but it's a great quote. Um, there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. And short, I've listened to podcasts that were two minutes. It was some sort of health tip. Every day it was like, here it is, blah, blah, blah. And then they'd say their website. So these are ingredients. Do you want to do a short show or a long show? Um, your publishing schedule. Do you want to do it weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, whatever? I do not recommend I had somebody again that saw the success of John Lee Dumas. They said, he's doing a daily show. I'm going to up it one and do two a day. And I went, okay, time out. That's not really what made him successful. Those are daily quality shows. And oh, by the way, in the podcast app on your phone, if you don't listen to a show with, I forget how many episodes, it actually stops downloading them. So that would basically... If somebody can't keep up with your insane publishing schedule, they're not going to download anyway. So that's a, just a really bad idea. But this is a way that you can mix up your show. Um, could be the publishing day. Now, I publish on Monday. So does uh, Daniel J. Lewis. So does Cliff Ravenscraft. But Mike Dell, who does the podcast help desk, uh, does his on Friday. Eric K. Johnson, who does the podcast talent coach, does his on Thursday. Now, one day, I think it was Apple or somebody released some news on Wednesday. Well, guess who got to cover it first? Uh, Eric didn't hear about it, but Mike talked about it on his show. Why did he get to do it? Because of the day he published. There's not really, you know, is there a better day than others? But that could be something that would differentiate your show from somebody else's. 
Um, is it scripted versus spontaneous? We could go all day on this one. I've heard a lot of really bad spontaneous shows, and I've heard some really bad scripted shows that sounded like this because the person sounded like they were reading the show. I'm a big fan of bullet points, and then I kind of have an idea, but I know if you can read it like it doesn't sound like it's scripted, by all means. But these, again, are ingredients. These are things you can use to come up with your own original idea. Is it short-term? Are you going to be talking about the news? I always want to see if somebody's going to do a weather podcast. Today, it's 82 and 70. It'll be a very short-term podcast. Or is it evergreen? Eat less and exercise more. That's pretty much an evergreen podcast. Um, is it solo versus co-host? The good news with solo, you can podcast whenever you want, wherever you want. There's no scheduling conflicts. There's no Skype problems. Um, the bad news is um, you do everything. Or the good news is you get to do everything. The bad news is you get to do everything. So mobile versus studio. So are you going to record in your, your bedroom with your microphone, or are you going to go out with a portable recorder and actually get uh, those uh, field reports? Are you going to do interviews? I heard the weirdest thing. Somebody said, you mean you can do a podcast without doing interviews? And I was like, really? Have we got to that point? Like, yes, you can do a podcast without doing interviews. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's true. Um, delivery. So what I mean by this is, are you going to go NPR and talk like this? Or are you going to do Sunday, 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 you're right? However you want to do, are you going to do, uh, I don't know, Preacher Man? Brothers and sisters, today we're going to talk about however you want to deliver it. And really what I say there is just be you. I'm kind of goofy in my podcasts, and I've tried at times to tone down the goofness. But I, I, when I hear people describe my show and the reason they say they like it is because, you know what, Dave? It's educational and it's kind of entertaining. You're a little goofy. And I'm like, okay, we'll keep the goof. I, I try not to, to inflate the goofiness, because if I try to be funny, sometimes that's where I, I blow it. But your delivery, fact versus fiction, right? There are some really cool podcasts now that people are, like, making up stories. They're making, like, radio dramas and things like that. That could be a way to differentiate. Um, stereo versus mono, we're kind of looking for things now. I think I'm nitpicking. But if I was doing a stereo, if I was doing, a, like, a storytelling show and I want to mix in sound effects... A stereo show would be another way to make it sound bigger and, and more. Um, Hendrix was a big fan of stereo. He did wacky things with it, but it's another tool to play with. One of the things I really liked about today's um, thing with the, where the contest is some of us figured out you, sometimes you just use the tools you have. So when the people that started using their phones, I was like, ah, that's it. Sometimes you just got to look around because you already have the tools. And stereo is just a tool. Now, it, we could get into the techno side technical side of why not to use that, but it's there. Gender. Jess from She Podcasts. Love that show. Why? Because I'm, I'm not a chick. I'm not a woman, right? And it gives me perspectives that I would never, ever think of. What's cool is if you listen to the sausage party that is the Podcasters Roundtable, it's me, Ray Ortega, and Annual, uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast and Race from Podcaster Studio. Um, that's kind of cool, but it's very male. And what's interesting now is uh, friends of mine Nick Suberling um, and the fabulous Finnerins do uh, podcasters group therapies, two guys and a woman. And it's a whole new dynamic. And I'm like, oh, it's, and now they're talking about podcasting, podcasts about pod. But to me, it's a, just a different flavor. And then they do different things. They pick different topics. And the other thing, again, they mix in themselves into it. So it comes up with a very original idea that really isn't they're talking about podcasting. That's not really that much of an original idea. Are you going to do it serious, or are you going to do it as a comedy? Expert versus journey. So many people go, well, nobody would listen to me. I'm just little old Dave Jackson. Why would anybody listen to me? Well, what's interesting, if we go back to the whole music thing, I remember when I was having dinner with my wife, and I mentioned Pete Best. And she goes, who's Pete Best? And I'm like, what? And she goes, who's Pete Best? I go, he's the original drummer for the Beatles. And I'm like, you seriously don't know that? And she goes, no, who knows that? I'm like, seriously. And she goes, you have no idea. You have so much insane knowledge about musicians that other people don't. And she's like, you realize you're kind of an expert in like music trivia. So you may be an expert and not know it. And then the other one is Joanna Penn does the Creative Pen with two N's podcast. She wanted to learn how to be an independent author. She had no idea how to do it. What'd she do? She started a podcast about being an independent author, even though she wasn't one. What did she do? She interviewed all these experts on her show. Guess who is the expert now and gets to talk at all these different conventions? That's right, Joanna Penn. 
because she learned from these people and she just brought her audience along for the journey as she wrote her book. Great idea. So you don't have to be the expert. Uh, local versus global. You're talking about doing a local show. I want to do a local show. I just don't have enough time in the day. Uh, I think it would be awesome. I think it would be easier, maybe, maybe not. Jesse, we can look into this, of getting a, a sponsor. Because I could think I could get, like, you know, Fred's bank or whatever to, to sponsor my show. But these are all ingredients. Or do you want to do something that's more on a global scale? So we have live recorded short-term evergreen solo co-host mobile studio short, long schedule, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on any of these topics. So think about this. Um, what's the, the junior chef? No, the, the Andrew. Andrew walks in and says, hey, you know what my dream would be? Would be to, to have a, just a fully stocked kitchen with all the, the different ingredients and herbs and spices. I could just make whatever I want. So I go, there you go, Andrew. There's your, there's your kitchen. I've stocked it with everything. Look at these lovely cabinets. It's awesome, awesome woodwork. State-of-the-art stove, state-of-the-art oven. He goes in, he comes out. I don't know, he made a, uh, a chicken pot pie. I don't know, right? Chicken pot pie. There you go. It's an awesome chicken pot pie. But then somebody else comes in and goes, hey, all right, I want you to go into the kitchen. It's fully stocked. You can make whatever you want. And you're like, herbs, spices, oven, here you go. And they come out. You know what they have? A chicken pot pie. Wouldn't you be like, what are the, really? Okay. So you go to the next person. You go, I don't know if you realize this or not. We have all these ingredients in the kitchen that you can pick from. And they come out. And the best thing that we can do is tack the word on fire to our podcast. Are you kidding me? Look at all these. So I'm scrolling, and I, if you do a search for On Fire in iTunes, it's amazing the amount of people that have tacked the word On Fire to the end of their podcast that have nothing to do with John Lee Dumas. And so I voiced an opinion, which actually got some applause. Are you serious? Yeah, that's right. I said it. There's one person that can put On Fire at the end of his podcast. His name is John Lee Dumas. The rest is just lazy. It's just late. You have the creativity of somebody who wrote Friday the 13th Part 6. I mean, come on now. Really? And to me, it's just... So why do people do that? Because I want something that I'm afraid of failure. I want something that's going to work. But again, it's better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. And most of the time, it doesn't succeed. Why? Because you're not John Lee Dumas. You're not going to out John Lee Dumas, John Lee Dumas. You're just not. It comes to him very naturally. So, and again, this is nothing against John. I love John Lee Dumas. I just, it drives, why, why I always point this out is because I'm the person that, come, they come to me and they go, Dave, I'm on episode number 10 and I'm not making a dime yet. <laughs> and I'm like, but they, have, they, they get, and it's not just John. There are other people that are making lots of money. And they see the dollar amount. They don't see the fact that, hey, um, he got his first sponsor six weeks into his show. Six weeks of a daily show. Six times 30 is 180. You're on episode 10. You got 170 to go. Just things like that. So, but when I see this, I'm like, that's, yeah, I just basically, come on, we can do better. <laughs> we can do better. Right? I'm surprised. As much as John makes money on everything he touches, he should be making money like suing people for <laughs> taking his brand. Um, so let's talk about some truths in podcasting, some of the things that, that are true. Number one, you will hate the sound of your own voice. There's just no way around this. Let's do a little exercise, right? I want you to say, Mary had a little lamb. Mary had, okay. Now, put your finger on your ears kind of like this so that your, your finger's on your jawbone and say it again. Okay. Now, did you hear all the bassy stuff? So it's kind of like you have a stereo with a subwoofer, right? So it's got that cool, right, thumping bass. And then somebody comes up and unplugs the bass. Because when you actually listen to your voice, you're hearing it just through your ears, not your skull. And you're like, what do you mean your skull? When you listen to yourself, you're listening through your skull. If you listen, if you just talk and touch your face, you can feel the vibrations. And that vibration enhances the way you sound. So when you hear yourself for the first time just using your ears, you go, ooh, I sound so tinty. No way around this. You just got to, no way around this. You just got to kind of go, okay, I'll, I can deal with that. 
Right? I can deal with my voice. Um, you will get more positive feedback than negative. So many people, oh, what if people don't like my show? Guess what? If they don't like your show, they're not going to listen. Oh, but a lot of people will, right? The Muppet Kid is like, oh my gosh, the Muppet, I didn't know. Jess, you said it today. Jess walks in, you do what? You do a Muppet? Yeah, I do a podcast. Of, oh my God, I love the Muppets. I say this because it's true. When people find out about your show, they go, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So, if you drive and somebody doesn't like the way you drive, they will occasionally go, and you turn around and they're waving at you in a very unique kind of fashion. They don't like the way you drive. Okay. Next day, do I call up my boss and go, well, I'd love to come to work, but uh, somebody in a green Taurus doesn't like the way I drive, so I'm, I'm done driving. Well, so you can deal with somebody not liking the way you do something? Well, then why is it that you won't start a podcast because somebody might not like the way you do something? By the way, somebody that you'll never meet, you'll never know, and you could care less about. On the other hand, Addy Saucedo does a show called uh, Do It. It's a podcast. It's Intentional Transformation for Personal Freedom. Awesome. Because when I, I did a similar speech once, and I said, I need to know anybody who's been afraid to launch a podcast. And she said, I've been like trying to do this for months. And I said, well, what's holding you back? And she goes, I'm, I'm worried about what people are going to say. And I said, okay. I said, but, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be okay. Because she really revealed some really, like, wow stuff. And again, WTF, oh, my God, in her podcast. And I was like, holy cow. And she was worried about negative comments. Well, she's got a bunch of comments, 67 of them. Oh, by the way, they're all five-star. Not a single negative response. So here she is again. All right? And I'm down here going, jump! 67 people are waiting for your podcast. It's kind of like frustrating on my end because I'm like, I can see the potential. And I'm, please, just, I will carry, I'll catch you. Jump! Oh, it's not all original. It's not. No, you don't have to be original. A couple other ones here. Uh, it's more rewarding than 90% of the content on Netflix. I don't know about you, but last weekend, I spent a large portion of time looking for something to watch. I found a Kristen Wiig movie that was like, Welcome to Me or something. It was horrible. And then I'm like, well, surely the, the odds are with me. And I found another one. It was called The Skeleton something. Twins. Not a fan. And I was like, wow, so not very rewarding, but there's three hours out of my day, and I'm like, I feel like I'm at the bargain bin at Walmart. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting a lot of return on investment for my time. And so when people go, well, I don't know if I have the time to podcast, quit watching bad Kristen Wiig movies, or Kirsten Wiig, or however you say her first name, right? So it is more rewarding, because you're going to find that person who's just like you. It's kind of interesting, because... Like, I love Jess. I think she's awesome. Why? Because she doesn't take herself too seriously. She's sarcastic and she's funny. Kind of like me. I love Ray Ortega. Why? Because he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's kind of sarcastic. And, and he has a podcast. Okay. Kind of like me. I like Daniel J. Lewis. You guys don't know this. Daniel J. Lewis is hilarious. If you get him in the right mood and the right he's hilarious. He's so he's kind of sarcastic and he does uh, just kind of like, I mean, you will attract people just like you. I don't know if I've ever met somebody at a, a podcast that they go, I love your show, and then I meet them later, and I'm like, I hope that guy doesn't follow me around all day. And that just doesn't happen. You will attract like-minded people, because if they don't like you, they're not going to listen. Isn't that awesome? You don't have to deal with that crap. And if they, they, if they really hate you, they'll probably tell their friends. Awesome. By all means, tell your friends how bad I stink, because give me three episodes, I'll probably convince you that I don't. Right? It's not a big deal. Another truth. It's a lot of work to create a great content. I'd like to lie to you and say, oh, it's easy. You just talk into a microphone and people give you money. It's not true. But it is a lot of fun. And it's great when you hear, you'll, you'll know it when you spot it. Like when, when Steve was talking about the Muppet Kid, I will just refer to him. And it's like, oh, I got to get Steve to relay that story on my show. That's a cool story. And I've heard a ton of those today. Um, so let's go back to this original quote. It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. Um, and this is the rest of it that they don't really show. If you like, go to Pinterest and you see the quotes, he who has never failed somewhere, that man cannot be great. Failure is the true test of 
greatness. Anybody here ever failed? Anybody here ever had something that you thought, there's no way I can do that, and then you're still here? I gotta steal, I, I'm going to steal this from Pat Flynn. It's awesome. Everybody raise your hand as high as you can. Okay? Now raise it just a little higher. Okay, see, I told you. So thank you, Pat Flynn. Um, so we think there are things we can't do that you can. Um, I had the, the interesting situation. Um, being the baby of the family, my mother was older, and so she died when I was 24. She died before my grandma, and I had to go tell my grandma that she outlived her kid. That is not a fun day at the park. And I just remember thinking, walking up to her, her uh, door, I'm like, how do you, how, you know. Now, the cool thing is, I opened, she opened up the door and could tell on my face. I didn't have to tell her. So I'm like, I'm, I'm calling divine intervention on that one because she just said, Mom's not coming home, is she? And I went, ooh, okay, yeah, you're right. You guessed it, Grandma. So there are all these things now that you, can, that you think, there's no way I could do that. And looking back, you can go, oh, but I did do that. You know, unfortunately, I am divorced. I thought, oh, I'll never you know, do this. Well, I, I lived through that. All right? What if I start a podcast and it fails? How about this one? What if you start a podcast and it doesn't? Right? How, how, if it fails, what's okay? So you're out 40 bucks on a microphone. Uh, anybody here got some exercise equipment in the closet at home? I have a total gym. I have the 10-minute uh, fitness thing with the bands and the DVD. Right? Some of us probably still have the thigh master in the... In the... Okay. So we spent a little money and it didn't work. We've done that before. But a podcast has the ability to change the world. A podcast has the ability, you know, a thigh master might change your thighs. A podcast can change, there's a bumper sticker. A, a thigh master will change your thighs. A podcast will change the world. <laughs> so here, let's go back to Jimi Hendrix. Um, I grew up with a poster of Jimi Hendrix in our basement of him playing Woodstock. And it's considered to be kind of a, this iconic um, performance that defined a generation at the time. Of course, Woodstock had like a half a million people there, right? So Hendrix performed in front of hundreds of thousands of people um, with a brand new band. So here he is. He knows this is on the, the books, and he's like, I'm just going to fire my band, and I'm going to bring in some, some new guys. Why not? I'm only going to be playing in front of, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand people. So he does this. Uh, two of the members had only played on the Chitlin circuit, meaning really, really small clubs. Right? They had no experience. They never played in front of large audiences. And the beauty of it is, when they practiced, um, they weren't that good. That's okay. We'll work it out in front of half a million people. Right? So he went on around 9 a.m. due to weather and technical issues. So he could have said, I'm not doing it. Why? Because, well, I'm not going on at 9 o'clock. And I'm not going on because we have these issues with the sound system or whatever it was. He could have quit. Right? But no, he didn't. What did he do? He had courage, he had creativity, and in the end, right, you end up with an iconic performance that defined a decade. And even that, think about that. He came out, played the Star-Spangled Banner. Can you imagine how many people found that offensive? Right? It's supposed to be sung by some operator, and he's like, no, I'm going to take something old, put my spin on it, and come up with something completely original that left most people going, oh, my God, you know, 55 years later. They're going, oh, that was like one of the best performances ever. And the beauty is, that could be you. That has people going, oh my God, did you hear that? I got to tell my friends. And it only costs you like 20 bucks a month, if that. Quit drinking Mountain Dew. I did this week. I saved uh, two, two, four, six, that's three, six times three, 18 dollars. There you go, there's my 20 bucks. By not drinking Mountain Dew, I drink a lot of Mountain Dew. At a dollar fifty a pop. So, don't be afraid to start a podcast. Don't be afraid to try something new. And if you're really worried about trying something new, here's a novel idea: ask your audience; they'll let you know. Uh, I used to I played a clip once that um, I said, "If you give me three listens, I'm, I'm probably going to grow on you." And I found this song uh, that was actually legal music where the guys counted to three. It was one, two, three, and then I'm like, hey, thanks for joining the show, blah, blah, And then I had the guy sing one, two, three again, and hey, blah, blah, blah. And then I had the guy sing one, two, three again, and I made this, like, loop. And I had my audience, even I had two people said, if you play that clip again, I'm unsubscribing. That was the most obnoxious thing I've ever heard. And I listened to it, and I'm like, yeah, they got a point. So wasn't the end of the world. I didn't get punched in the face, right? So um, 
Any questions on anything? Anybody afraid to start a podcast? Just do it. Because again, I know you're here. I know it looks spooky. I know it's scary. I know it's the unknown. I know you don't know what's going to happen. You didn't know what was going to happen when you had a kid. You didn't know what was going to happen when you got married. You did those things. Jump. It's really not that bad. And I'm telling you, the water's warm. Thank you very much. And the fans go wild. Thanks. There we go. So, um, oh, if only the audio had been better, but uh, that that is going to be my next. We always talk about upgrading your gear, and I need to figure out a way, either a wireless lav or just basically what I need to do is just take my Roland RO5, put it in my pocket, and um, with some sort of microphone plugged into it that, that I can just wear. Because uh, I I thought that was okay in terms of me. I'm a pretty big critic of myself, but I was like, you know what? That was all right. Uh, so uh, just everybody now is going, oh, right? isn't that about the key that was at? Oh. And it seemed to get worse as it went on. But I um, hope you enjoyed that. And really the key is there, remember, you don't have to come up with something that has never been heard before. Because really, if you just take probably two old ideas that have never been combined before, along with your input and your history and your experience, then you do have something that seems really, really original. I remember when uh, my buddy Nick Suberling, the now pod-faded Start Talking and Recording Today show, but Nick brought in the lightning round. That's not a new idea. It was in a podcast about podcasting. So I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, why didn't I think of that? And uh, I think on every Saturday I do an ask. It's a show called Ask the Podcast Coach. It's every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time in the morning. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, it'll take you to wherever we are doing it. And I'm thinking just in case a lot of questions aren't coming in, I'm going to steal an idea. I'm sorry, borrow an idea from Dick Clark, an American bandstand where they would play a song, you'd have to, like, grade it. It's like, it's a good beat, but you can't dance to it. I don't like that one. So now I want to go, like, it'd be something like the two-minute warning or two-minute drill or something like that and play, like, two minutes of a podcast, and then the, the audience can go yay or nay. So that might be something I'm, I'm bringing to ask. In the event, things get slow. If there's nothing else to talk about kind of thing, which is usually not the case. But I thought about that. So... And uh, speaking of how are we doing on time, I know we're probably way over an hour. Oh, all right, we're right at an hour, so we'll do that next week. But uh, if you're thinking of getting your podcast reviewed, there is no line at podcastreviewshow.com. Next week, I will play you a clip from somebody who's been reviewed that said, wow, I had notes and notes and notes and notes and pages and notes and pages and notes because he went through the podcast review show process. Also, next week, the one and only Jason Bryant. Now, if you're like, who? Oh, come on. You got to know Jason. This is a guy who really, since he was a little tyke, has been into sports, narrowed down his niche to wrestling. And the one night he we did a little consulting, and I, I could see where Jason has tons of experience tons of knowledge he's an expert he just needs somebody to nudge him and i was like look what's the worst that could happen and so jason jumped and he's now producing podcasts for a living and you'll hear that story next week on the school of podcasting's morning announcements thanks so much for tuning in if you'd like to start your own podcast if i've inspired you to start your own you're ready to jump in the water you have a topic you've thought this out You're ready to go. Well, if you haven't thought it out, go over to, again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 481, and I've got a link to the Udemy course, planning your podcast that you can get for free with the coupon code IPD for International Podcast Day 15. And uh, speaking of coupons, I have one, another one. So that one's for the planning your podcast coach. But if you're like now, I'm ready to start podcasting. And for the record, that course, Planning Your Podcast, is in the School of Podcasting. That's just one of them. 
And you can save when you sign up at the School of Podcasting by using the coupon code SOP free, and that'll save off your first month and every month after that. Plus, you'll get access to the private Facebook group and little old me. You can email me your questions, and I had kind of a hotline for the School of Podcasting members. So, again, that coupon code listener when you sign up at the School of Podcasting.com. So, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Until then, class dismissed. Take care and God bless.